Welcome to the What Now podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Powers. Follow along as I figure out how to go from feeling lost and at a crossroads in my life to hopefully, eventually, being found. If you have ever felt like you needed a change or pivoting from your current experience is necessary, but you just don't know how, join me. Wanderers are always welcome. Hello and welcome to What Now, a podcast for the lost and found. I am your host, Amanda. I'm so excited for this week's episode. I have brought on my sister-in-law, my brother's fiance, aka Jackson's ex-girlfriend, aka the one and only, aka the best in the biz, um, Lee Harrow Powers. Yay! She is a wedding planner over... Um, in Boone, North Carolina. She works at a really lovely venue, which we're going to deep dive all in. And she runs her own uh, wedding planning business, Lee Harrow Weddings. She has her social media that you can follow along with her. And I'm just super excited to have her here. She's a former uh, oyster queen from Deltaville. So beautiful brains, knows how to sail her own boats all by herself. You know, she's a force to be reckoned with. So everybody, please welcome Lee Powers. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. So excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Also, is that weird for me to say powers now or should I say Harrow no, still? I love it. Some people have already been saying that and I like it to kind of start to get used to it, right? Like I need to warm up to Just, that. Yeah. So I like it. Right. Plus it's like an amazing okay. last name. You guys are so lucky to have the last name Powers. Like what a strong last name. So yeah, a strong last name. We do. I'm sure Jackson has told you or you've witnessed it happen. We do get that a lot of like people yes. going, oh, that's that's a wicked name or like that's so cool or got any brother's name Austin and you know the answer is no but <laughs> it is cool <laughs> and I've thought a lot about it too I don't I don't know if I will have the privilege of getting married but uh even if I did I don't know that I would necessarily want to change my name like because I, I can't carry it on Jackson gets to carry it on but technically I don't get to do that you know with or with my kids um so I don't know I that I would necessarily want to change it yeah, keep it. That's an amazing last name. Yeah, plus the paperwork, as I'm sure you're aware, is like, say what? You could do the hyphen, you know? The hyphen, yeah. Depending, on, again, other other person would have to have a super cool name too. I've as only met husband. one other couple here in Nashville that did the opposite, where the husband took the wife's last name because he thought the wife's last name was cooler. So he did that. But um, that, yeah, that's it. That's really all my thoughts. All all my thoughts on that. <laughs> Those are my thoughts. <laughs> Welcome to my yeah my own TED talk yeah. <laughs> the Amanda uh, show. The, yeah, the Amanda show. The the single girl that talks about marriage that doesn't apply. <laughs> oh my god, nobody's gonna listen to me after this episode. That's okay. This will be a good uh, final. Yeah, yeah, we'll close it out strong. Well, closing episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll close out the show strong. I promise. No, Lee, please um, let's fill in some of the listeners who may not know you or um, who have not joined or considered anything in the wedding industry. But I would love to give them just a little bit of background about who you are and um, what the work that you do currently. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so of course, I'm a wedding planner, like uh, Amanda said. Um, yeah, so I'm going to backtrack a little bit, kind of start when I was in college. College, I had absolutely no clue what I wanted to do. Um, 
I had an idea going in. I really, you know, I was an athlete. I ran cross country and track and I was really interested in sports medicine. Um, so for a while, I really thought I wanted to be an athletic trainer. Um, quickly realized, you know, not even maybe a week of class that that was not going to work. Um, I never had anatomy or anything like, like that in high school. So going into college and all of these, you know, all of my peers already knowing everything about the human body and me knowing nothing um, was really alarming. <laughs> so very quickly realized uh, that wasn't going to work. Um, also being a student athlete myself, um, you know, my coach pretty much sat me aside and was like, hey, you're either going to be a student athlete or you're going to be an athletic trainer and you need to make that choice now. Um, so at that time, I really wanted to stick with being an athlete. So it's like, all right, we got to figure out um, a major change here. Um, so then I went to marketing and stuck with that for maybe a couple semesters, realized I did not want to do that. That was just kind of a filler major until I kind of figured out what I was going to do. Um, yeah. And then my dad, actually, he brought up the thought of event planning. Um, so my mom has always loved like having people over at the house and having big parties. And I always loved like helping her with those plans, um, decorating, trying to figure out, you know, a kind of a, a little timeline of the events and what we we're going to do coming up with things way over the top, way more than what she needed for her little simple gatherings. But that really excited sure. me. Um, yeah. So my dad was like, well, what about event planning? Have you ever thought about being a wedding planner? And I was like, absolutely not. How do people do that? Um, one of my favorite movies growing up was J-Lo's The Wedding Planner. Um, icon. Uh -huh. um, so it's, I was like, yeah. It's iconic. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I'm like, I can walk around with a headset and tell people what I want to do. Count me in. Um, so I kind of dabbled with that idea, trying to figure out how to get there. Then I discovered uh, my major recreation management, which I changed to. Um, so with that, I was like, huh, well, now I'm seeing these different sides of kind of um, event planning or maybe even like becoming a park ranger, which were two very different things. Um, so I decided, okay. yeah, park ranger, maybe not for me. So I took a minor, um, like in event planning with my recreation management major and loved it. I planned a little event in college, uh, for one of my classes that was really successful. Um, I felt like I was on top of the world. So of course, come time to do an internship. I interned under a venue here in Boone called the Inn at Crestwood, um, under their wedding planner. And I fell in love, hook, line, and sinker. The <laughs> rush I got from that first wedding, the like endorphin boost, the adrenaline, just the pure joy that I could feel being in a room with two people that are so in love and having the best day of their life. And then all of the love surrounding them um, was, I mean, a high, like I've, I've really, you know, a high like I've never felt before in that moment. Um, so yeah, amazing. So I was like, okay, this is definitely what I want to do. Um, and I'm that kind of person. I don't like to stay still. I like kind of like a little stress and chaos in my life. Um, and that is a wedding. <laughs> yeah. No, um, it, trust me. Wedding planning is like perfect. Exactly. exactly. If you enjoy this, please sign up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was, that, yeah, that was awesome. So I interned there for a full summer. Um, so that was like summer before my senior year of college. And then they offered me a full-time job right after I graduated. So of course I accepted and decided I was going to stick around in Boone. Um, 
which was really awesome because I love the area, made some friends who were sticking around. Um, yeah, just absolutely fell in love with it. Um, now I will say uh, the yeah. first wedding I ever had, absolutely terrifying. <laughs> oh no. I definitely had, um, you know, what do you say? Imposter syndrome, right? Like someone's trusting me with potentially mm-hmm. the most important day of their life. I just graduated mm-hmm. college. I've never done this before. You really trust me. Um, so that that was really terrifying. Um, now I'd like to say, oh, the event was successful. Everything was perfect. Absolutely not. I still don't feel like I've had a single perfect wedding since then, right? And I've done maybe, you know, close to 150 weddings now. Um, there's always something that goes wrong. There's always a problem to mitigate. Um, there's always a solution, right? And that's, that's, I love that kind of problem solving. Um, my yeah. brain, it makes my brain very happy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's super cool. And, and what was the name of the first venue you said you worked at? Yeah, in at Crestwood. Mm-hmm. In at Crestwood. And how long were you there? For? So let's see. So I was there for about two years full time, about two years. Yeah. COVID, COVID is kind of a big reason I decided to change jobs at that point, um, okay. which <laughs> that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that that's true. I, I know I wrote out questions and I didn't even, COVID didn't even cross my mind, you know, <laughs> like, oh yeah, that, that thing that happened where people were stuck forever. I think everybody blacked it out, but really no, awful. we can definitely <laughs> dive into that because I'm sure your pre-COVID weddings were very different. Your COVID oh, weddings were something with a whole other animal. And then post-COVID weddings are now something even more extreme, maybe because people want to catch up to what they could not do the few yeah. years ago. Tell us a little, about, a little bit about where you work now and yeah. how you've progressed uh, through that process. And then we can get into a little bit of kind of like the, the obstacles that you may have faced yeah, so far. Yeah. Yeah. So once I, you know, kind of started looking for another job, um, I think I went on Indeed and just trying to see what other wedding planning jobs are available. And this venue popped up. I'd never heard of it, which was odd because I'd heard of a lot of other venues in the area. It was called uh, Twickenham House and Hall. And I, um, you know, I was like, what is this place? Let's just, you know, I'll send an email. I'll inquire, you know, put my name out there. We'll see what happens. I get a text back from the owner of this venue that same day asking if I could come over to her house for an interview. I was like, wow, okay, cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so met with her. We got along really well, um, figured we'd both be a really good fit for each other. And that was that. Um, so yeah, Twickenham House and Hall. Not sure if any of you are familiar um, with American Idol or country music, uh, but Scotty McCreary and his wife, Gabby, got married there um, before COVID. <laughs> and right. they really, um, you know, obviously his music video, This Is It, is that venue, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, after they got married there, um, we have a lot of weddings on the books, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Did it, did it really does do the owners consider that like a pivotal moment? Like, did it oh, put them absolutely. on the map? Since absolutely. Then? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. the property is a really cool property. Sits on top of a mountain elevations, like 4,800 feet, really beautiful venue. Um, the owners had like no intentions of becoming a wedding venue when they bought that property. Um, so they bought it, built a house. They lived there with their family for quite some time. Um, so 
point I'm making is Scotty McCreary, like the reason we have a reception hall, like the cliffs area where people have ceremonies is because of them. Um, So really no intentions of being a wedding venue until, you know, there was, I guess, the need for it. Right. Um, So, yeah, kind of evolved. And you've because it's a a multi-purpose venue, you've had other events there that were not wedding related as well. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So of course, weddings is typically what we have uh, going on usually most weekends. Uh, But we also do corporate retreats or corporate events, um, as well as like family reunions, birthday parties, pretty much any event people want to have there, spend the money. We're down. Nice. Yeah. Well, because I remember you got to do, um, what was it? The the Outlander party. So like from that TV show, and I missed it. You got to meet some of the the actors and actresses from the show. What was that? What was that like? Yeah. So I must admit, I did not know pretty much anything about Outlander uh, before I had this group. So I had to do my own little research. Uh, Yeah, there was this uh, retreat we had on site called Novel Adventures. Um, This amazing lady named Kim owns this company. Essentially, um, they pick a book, they read it like a book club. Um, and then after reading that book, they'll go and kind of travel to those different locations. Um, so because they read Outlander, they spent a lot of time traveling around um, Scotland and going to the different locations that were in that book. Um, and then they made their way over to uh, to us at our venue. Um, so fun fact, uh, kind of the area here, Boone, Jefferson, um, they call this area kind of the Highlands, right? Um, so in Scotland, of course, there's the Highlands. That's a very popular location. Um, so they really wanted to come uh, to this area and be a part of the Highland Games that happens um, and then do the rest of their their little journey with us at Twickenham. Um, so they spent about a week with us on property and then um, a couple of the actors stayed on site. And then one of those days we had a big event where people could come and get their autographs and take pictures and had a little reception. It was really, really cool. Yeah. Did you, um, did you have anybody that you really enjoyed meeting? Yeah. Yeah. So Tim Downey, one of the actors, um, he was really lovely to talk to. Um, there's two actors on site who I really got to talk with Tim Downey and I feel terrible. I don't remember the other guy's name because that, you know, I didn't know. I didn't really know. Okay, yeah. You're like, I've well, never watched the show, but yeah. I know you're uh, famous and I know people think you're probably really hot. So yeah, congratulations. Exactly. You are handsome. Yeah. <laughs> um, they are. Yeah. It's, it's a very attractive crew. Yeah. Oh and gosh, the, everyone was so beautiful. But uh, yeah, yeah, any of the behind the scenes footage I've ever watched from the show, it just mm-hmm. looks like they're all having so much fun together. And oh then yes. two of the the lead characters also branched off and started doing like a travel show together. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the two Scots going all over the world and they just released a coffee table book about um, their adventures in New Zealand. So they went all the way down to the opposite end of the world and so cool. uh, traveled all over and... Uh, it was it was cool to watch because they went to different villages and towns that like I used to visit when I uh, would go down to New Zealand as well. I'm like, oh, I know that place. I know that place. That's neat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they were wearing their kilts the whole time, so it just it was it was fun. 
very funny to watch but about that, yeah. that event we had where they signed autographs is everyone dressed up so you know we're all in kilts cool. and the classic you know attire from that era which was uh-huh. really really cool they also they have a podcast the two guys gosh i feel so terrible i can't remember the other guy's name um called the outcast funny <laughs> um mm-hmm. so their podcast they actually recorded a live um a live segment up at twickenham up at the cliffs oh okay they have not um, posted it yet. I'm very eager to see when that comes out. But yeah. Me too. I want to listen to that. I, should I bring my equipment to the wedding? Like, <laughs> should I just post up in a corner at the at I'll the? Oh, actually, actually that'd be, that would be fun. kind of fun. That would be kind of fun because then I could interview a few people at the reception and then do a reception episode and release it, and then you guys would have it forever. Not to go too off track, but I actually really want to talk to you more about that idea because that would be really cool. Oh yeah, no, totally. You're like it's my show. We can talk about whatever we want. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. We're, Jack, little did Jackson know he has two people that will annoy him for the rest of his life. <laughs> Me and you. Oh yeah, man. So say that. So for those of you who don't know, um, when Jackson so romantically proposed to me. Um, when he got down on one knee, the way he asked me, um, uh-huh. he did, you know, he did ask if I would get on his nerves for the rest of his life. <laughs> and I said, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> no, it's very cute. Oh, I will probably re- recreate some of that in one of the clips when I promote this episode. Yeah. That way people can see. <laughs> but yes, uh, for anybody that may not have been following along or weren't, wasn't fully listening, Lee is my brother's fiance. Um, yep. So and they, uh, you can go into that story too. That was something I wanted to talk to you about was kind of your evolution through the wedding industry, love industry, yeah. or, you know, or organ- organized love commitment industry, exactly. I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Your own story, because I, I know when I first met you several years ago, you and I did bond one day because um, Lee was so sweet. I needed to fly somewhere, but the only way I could fly was to get out of Charlotte and Lee drove me to the airport which is a bit further away. Um, It's not convenient from Boone. Um, But we got to bond and we learned a bit more about each other and talked about previous relationships and everything. And it just seemed like we were very lucky that you were a good fit for Jackson and he was a good fit for you, which meant for us as his family members, we could feel good in the decision that he was, he was going to be happy and supported and fulfilled. And he found someone that was truly an equal that he had probably not had before, right? You know, yeah. so it's just, it's lovely. But yes, um, if you would like to yeah. tell your version of of the story, you're more than welcome to, because I know there's some of my listeners, my listeners are kind of all across the gambit. Some people are married, some people are not, some are in committed relationships who might be considering marriage. So we're, we're hopping all over the place. But yeah, I, um, I would love for you to share your love story how did you and Jackson meet and if you had a particular aha moment of like okay yes he's the one like everybody has a different story or a different version of when was your aha moment but if you would would like to share that I think that would be great yeah so I will start a way back we'll go back here Uh, when I first kind of met Jackson um, so we were both on the track team at Appalachian State University where we went to college he was a year older than I was. Um, so always kind of knew of him, seen him, been to 
this house we live in, this house he's he's lived in uh, since college. We've been here for parties, which is so funny now, living here with him. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've always known him. I've always seen him around. I always thought he was really funny. Um, honestly, I was really intimidated by him. Um, funny enough, I've said this before, but I totally judged a book by a cover with Jackson. I assumed he was just this big, you know, strong man who genuinely didn't have much going on up here other than working out. And that was a huge assumption I made <laughs> about this person. Sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just thought he was this this big, uh, this big strong dummy who was hot, right? So I didn't think anything, uh, you know, more than that. Um, so yeah, we never had a relationship in college. We had our own, um, our own relationships. Um, but yeah, so once I graduated, we'd always like followed each other on social media, things like that. And, you know, kind of commented, you know, occasionally on each other's stories. Oh, that meal looks good. Or, oh, cool. Just little things like that. Um, but yeah, one day I think he had posted a picture of a bunch of meats. He used to have um, Sundays or a big meat smoking day for him and some buddies. Um, so I think it was one of those days he had posted a picture and a ton of just delicious, amazing looking meats. And I commented, I was like, oh my God, that looks amazing. And he replied back like, hey, you know, we do this pretty much every Sunday. Love for you to come over, blah, blah, blah. Um, so he invited me to come over that next Sunday. There's Smoky Meats. Um, at this point in my life, I had recently, and by recently, maybe a year before, gotten out of a really terrible, toxic relationship. And I was in my focusing on me era, um, mm -hmm. living in a house with like six girls. I wasn't dating anybody, not even hanging out with guys. I was finding myself, figuring out, oh, hello. Oh, hello. This, this is, crowbar. is a, this For those of you watching, uh, that is Crowbar. That is Dirks's sister. <laughs> she had to make an appearance. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, she had to say hi. Exactly. Um, okay. Yeah, just trying to figure out what made me happy. And at that point in time, it was not a relationship. Um, so yeah, so trying to figure that out anyway. So he invited me over. I declined. I think I made up an excuse that I had to work. Um, he reached out maybe a week later asking me to come over again. Um, this time I did respond like, yeah, I'll be there. And then I ghosted him. I didn't show up. I didn't come. And then he gave me one more chance and he asked me to come over for dinner. And I said, yes. Um, so anyway, the day shows up. It's maybe about five or six and I'm at the house and I hadn't heard from him. And I was like, oh, maybe he's bailing on me now. Like, that's funny. I deserve that. Like, whatever. Um, so I was like, well, no, I'll, I'll shoot him a text. Like, let's see if this is still happening. So I text him like, hey, like, are we still on for tonight? And he's like, yeah, come over whenever. So now my heart is like pounding like, a, you know, a million miles per second. I'm like, oh, my God. Ooh. And I'm like in, you know, hairs and a bun on top of my head. I'm in sweatpants. I'm like, oh, we got to look cute. Okay. Yeah, we've got to so get ready. I, yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, right now. <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen a man. <laughs> I haven't cool. seen him in a year. <laughs> yeah, be a man here. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, uh, my roommates, my friends I was living with at the time are so excited. They're helping me get ready and they're asking what's happening. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm just there's going to be a bunch of people over there. Like he does this saying he smokes meats on Sundays. Like there's going to be a ton of people. It's nothing. It's not a date. I get over there. No one's there. It is mm -hmm. a date. <laughs> Jackson yeah. has prepared a like five course meal paired with wine. And it's just the two of us. Um, so now I'm like, that's not what I was expecting. This is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we um, 
the meal, one, amazing. Um, so instantly I learned, okay, he's not just a big dummy who only works out. Like he can cook too. That's awesome. So now he can cook. That's great. <laughs> um, so we're sitting down, we're talking. Um, I mean, I maybe stayed over there for four or five hours that night, just talking. We talked forever. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had the very honestly kind of movie. I knew that night that I think, I I think I'm going to end up with this man. Um, I, I mean, our conversation, it was so effortless. It was so natural. Um, finding out so many cool things about this person. Um, I was like, oh my God, oh no, I can already tell I have feelings for this person. We're just now hanging out. So I'm worried, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh yeah, I knew I knew that night that I was gonna continue to hang out with this man, which is funny because that is not the impression I was giving him. The whole time we're hanging out, I'm telling him I don't want a relationship, I'm not looking for anything. Um right. you know, we can hang out, like whatever, but that's it. Um which is so funny because after that night we hung out and here we are. We've not stopped hanging out. <laughs> yeah. What is it now? I think three years later. Yeah. yeah. About three, three years. Yeah. A yeah. little, a little over three years later. Yeah. No. Um. That's so sweet. Yeah. yeah. No. Jackson's. Jackson has so much more depth to him than he like lets on to yes. some people. I think he really took. He may have really taken our grandmother's advice to heart that like when she was telling us when we were growing up like people might make fun of you for being Southern and like for how you talk or the way you act, but go ahead and let them think you're stupid. That's your advantage because then people kind of treat you. They, they open up to exactly who they are based on how they're going to treat you in that moment. And if that's what they think, then fine, let them underestimate you, you know, be the better person, be, be stronger, be smarter, be exactly who you are and don't really worry about any of that. But and that no. is my absolute favorite trait of Jackson's is Jackson yeah. is 100% himself and he will never from that. And I think that's really amazing because not a lot of us can say that. So, yeah. no, and I, I do admire him for that as well. He's always been very sure, or at least he gives off the impression that he is very sure of himself and who he is and what he wants mm-hmm. and also what he does not want. Yes. Um, Out of most men his age, I don't see them put up significant boundaries and stick to them. Um, But he can, you know, and and I think that that's very impressive. So that's wonderful. And then like what, two weeks later, you meet our entire, the rest of the family or something like that. Yeah. We hang out, we start like hanging out, having little like a day date, Mm -hmm. night dates kind of things. Yeah. Our next big like going out date was with yes you I th- were you there actually I don't know if you were but it was your mom your oh, dad. we went to the lasagna place the uh, yes yeah, the, at La Cucina yeah, the, mm-hmm, La Cucina yeah. the, and then that, at La Cucina was the artisanal next, yeah my third date was with you your parents and not even Jackson um so Jackson was a chef over at the artisanal in Banner Elk which is a really nice like Michelin star restaurant um, so yeah, they were planning to eat there that week. They mm-hmm. were in the area. They had dinner reservations for like Tuesday or Thursday and they invited me and I was like, yeah, I'll come. And I fell in love with you guys. Sure. Then. So 
First mm-hmm. date with Jackson, fell in love with him. And third date with his parents and sister, I fell in love with you guys. And I remember, I don't know if you remember this, Amanda, but one of those nights, I remember I told you guys, I said, if things don't work out between Jackson and I, I still want to be your friends. <laughs> and I, ironically, yes, I do remember that. Um, but ironically, you are not the only girlfriend that's ever said yes, that. Exactly. Like, yep. So many of them, so many of them are like, you know, that's okay if it doesn't work. Your parents are still really cool. And like, they're, they're very funny. Like even to this day, have an open door policy for Jackson's crew and that's his lifetime crew. So people from elementary school to high school to college, there's just, it's a rotating open door. If anybody ever needed Mitch and Leslie, they would be there, you know? So it's, I admire that a lot. And I hope that if I ever get to have a, a family house like that, like I would love it to be my my house so I could yeah. do the same thing for my kids and their little their all their little friends um because mm-hmm. they've got some funny stories especially on L's like oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited to see uh the wedding's going to be a really cool mashup of watching mm-hmm. uh, yours and Jackson's life evolution because like yeah. all the different groups I've met too mm-hmm. so like I I remember him at this age and this age and this age and it'll it'll be a lot of fun um I'm super excited. Let's maybe circle back a little bit to your business. So you're as a wedding planner for anybody that might be considering joining that industry because your trajectory into it wasn't pretty straightforward. Like you tried a couple of different things before you landed on being a wedding planner. Mm -hmm. Um, So how did you decide to start your own brand and your own wedding planning services on the side? And like, does that conflict with your venue? Kind of how, how does that work? And what encouraged you to start your own venture? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, of course, like I was saying, I work for the venue in Twickenham House and Hall. So that is my full-time job. Um, I will say probably about a year into wedding planning when I was over at the last venue, I knew pretty instantly that one day I wanted to start my own business. Now I knew that you know, being a wedding planner, of course, having lots of experience, lots of weddings in the book um, is going to make me a more successful on my own, right? So I knew I had some time to put in, you know, maybe some venues or maybe working with another planner's company um, before I could really get my own thing started. Um, So where I'm at now, um, I will say I I love the venue I work for. Um, I really do enjoy it, but I'm, I'm really ready to to branch out and and work at other venues in the area or travel if someone wants to get married in Bora Bora I'm there. Um so that is really exciting. Um now I'll be honest it's I I'm so happy I'm I'm really talking about this on here cuz hopefully it'll kind of give me the kick in the butt that I need. Um but yeah. I need to really make that next step and and really put uh you know, put all my eggs in that basket and really make the leap of that being my full-time thing, which is scary, which is why I still have the the full-time gig um, in my pocket because I'm really scared to give up a salary. Um, so yes, so that is intimidating. Um, but with that being said, <laughs> with my own business right now, pretty much uh, dates that I don't have weddings at the venue that I work full-time for, I open um, that calendar open or up to other couples who who may be available or want me that date. Um, so right now I have four, five, five weddings for 2024 on my own with my own business, Lee Hero Weddings. And then I've got about 22 with the venue. Um, and then my own wedding. 
So that's yeah, you're a busy lady. Yeah. <laughs> busy lady. Yeah. But I love it. Like I was saying earlier, um, I, I can't stay still. I could never work in an office a nine to five. I need my day to look different every day. I need every wedding to look different. I need, I need the challenge of, of experiencing different things. Um, so yeah, that's, that's yeah, I, I really love it. Um, but right now with my own business, it has been a lot of, um, you know, word of mouth leads, which I prefer right now. So pretty much all of the weddings I've done on my own or I'm doing are a friend of a friend or I did a girl's wedding and now her friend's getting married and she recommended me, which in my oh, opinion so nice. is, yeah, is, is how I wanted to start and grow this business. So I'm really happy it's turned out that way. Um, but yeah, so it's really exciting and I'm hoping, you know, 2025 is kind of the, the year I've put on, you know, that I, I really want to get that going and, and make that my full-time gig. So that's exciting. I love that. That's a, that's yeah. a good vision, a vision board and a manifestation yeah. and yeah. everybody listening, you're going to send good vibes to Lee and, exactly. uh, help, yeah. and the hope, hope and help that her business will grow. So Absolutely. I think that's wonderful. And yeah. You're right. It probably the best recommendation comes from word of mouth, right? Like somebody that exactly. either saw a wedding that you planned or paid for their wedding to be planned by you and then can go, oh, yeah, this was amazing. I'm so glad I invested in this because exactly. I'm sure some people I don't know if you get that kind of flack or anything sometimes where people are like, well, why would I pay for that when I could do it myself or yes. whatever? Yes. But like it truly looks like having somebody in your corner is such a great investment for that exactly. day because so many things are going on exactly. and you want to be the person that gets to enjoy that day, not the person that has to run around back and forth and be the bride or the groom exactly. and say hi to all the people. Exactly. It's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's um, so maybe we could talk a little bit about like, were there any particular challenges when you moved to this new venue? Like, I know that you, you had to hire some new girls a couple of times. You had a couple of people that weren't very kind during the weddings. But if, is there anything in particular that you have come up against as a wedding planner um, through your career that may have been difficult? And like, how did you combat not getting, you know, upset or... Yeah. you know, quitting, I guess, like get, getting too frustrated because it is such a high stress job. How do, how do you handle that? Yes. Yes. You know, sometimes I laugh and like, do I handle stress? Well, sometimes I feel like I don't, <laughs> um, but I, I guess I do in some amount to be able to continue to do this job and actually have fun with it. Um, but with that being said, as much as I love it and as much as fun as I have, it is really, really stressful. Um, something I always say is, you have, you know, people who maybe shouldn't be in a room together, you add high emotions and alcohol, something's going to go wrong, or something's going to happen, something's going to get said that probably should have been said. Um, so pretty much every wedding I've ever had, something does go wrong, right? Like I said earlier. Um, now, personally, one of the biggest challenges I have faced and thankfully, it has only happened like two times um, with some different groups. Um, but I am a naturally pretty bubbly, pretty happy. Uh, I like to think I have a smile on my face most of the time and I'm giggling. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, um, sometimes that comes across as being fake. Um, now I, I had a wedding and I won't go uh, oh, too no. into detail on that. Um, but I had upset some people, um, 
you know, they had asked me pretty serious, you know, a serious situation was going on and I was trying to mitigate the issues and come up with a resolution. And in doing so, I'm trying to keep their spirits up and trying not to add additional stress. So I'm smiling. I'm, you know, I'm explaining things to them um, just like I normally would talk. And unfortunately, that angered them more and um, escalated the situation. Um, and that that was really hard. And I had another situation um, kind of similar to that. Um, I will say that has been the hardest thing, right? Because I can't explain to people the kind of person I am. Um, you know, I hope that that's easily understood by meeting me, but unfortunately that's not. Um, so yeah, that was been really hard where people were kind of attacking my, you know, myself and me as a character and a person and that, that really hurt my feelings. And again, it's like, Oh, you know, you can't let your feelings get involved in things, but I'm a big feelings girl. Um, so I am emotional often. So yeah, I had to cry in like a closet for a good, like 15 minutes that day. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, I had to be like, all right, Lee, focus up. It's not the end of the world. Not, not everyone in the world hates you right now. Uh, there's definitely some people out there that still really like you. Um, you've got a job to do. So put a smile on your face and go back out there. Um, so that resolved itself eventually, but that was really hard. Um, so honestly, I'll say that was one of the biggest kind of struggles yeah. I've experienced in this job. Um, just oh my goodness. Personalities, I guess, right? Well, and it's always easier said than done too. Like people can tell you until they're blue in the face that like, you can't take it personally. Don't take it personally. Like exactly. anything somebody says to you is just a projection of a projection from themselves onto you. And it's not necessarily true. And like, yeah, okay. But when you're in a high stress moment already and somebody says something like that, that feels like an attack, whether or not it was intentional, who knows, but I don't blame you for feeling the way that you felt. Mm -hmm. I probably would have felt the exact same way and ran straight to the closet oh, or the yeah. bathroom or my car or just been like, okay, <laughs> breath. Exactly. Not, this is not your problem. <laughs> Talking yeah. yourself off the ledge is a, a very necessary talent for, uh, for stress management. So I'm, I'm glad that you were able to recover from that, you know, and that's tough too, because that's, that's definitely a job or a role that, I'm sure even your mentors have told you too that like you're going to get the brunt of so many things. Oh and my gosh, yes. You, you build the thick skin over time. So exactly. I'm sure it'll, I'm hoping it'll get easier, but hopefully it also doesn't keep happening like that. That would yeah, be a bummer. Sure. Well, if some of my listeners are mm -hmm. planning a wedding and they are, or they're about to start making those, they are recently engaged and they're considering doing something like this. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, um, some do's, some don'ts, any, anything for my listeners who might be thinking about getting married or starting to plan their own weddings? Do you, do you have yeah. some, some tips Absolutely. and tricks? My uh, two biggest tips, um, one would be if it's not in your budget, don't spend the money on it. I can guarantee going over your budget, thinking that that's going to make your day better or maybe more easier, easier for you or more fun. Um, if you're going over that budget that you've set, I can almost promise you um, being in that kind of position with your new husband, um, being off to a bad start financially is not going to make for a fun first year of marriage or however many years it's going to take for you to pay off that debt. Um, so that's my biggest thing. What's your budget? Um, don't go over that. All right. Um, please. It is not worth going into debt uh, as newlyweds and, and starting off a marriage that way. Um, second would be 
Don't let anyone else give you input on your day. This is your day. This is your one chance. And you, meaning you as a couple, right? Maybe it's just the ride planning. Maybe it's just the groom, whatever it is. Whoever you are, uh, no one else gets input. Um, I can promise you're not going to have the best day of your life if you are not doing that day for you or for you as a couple. Um, so yeah, don't listen to anyone's input. And honestly, don't tell people what you're doing. The more uh, you know information people have on what's going to happen that day, the more, you know, yeah, the more people know, the more they're going to expect or question or yeah, just just don't let people give you input. This is your day. It's rare that we get to do what we want all the time. So you get one day to do that, do it. Oh, I love that. That's really great advice. Um, Especially because I'm sure it's hard, like your parents maybe want to give an input because they might be helping pay for certain things. And maybe that's a reasonable person to listen to for the one instance. But yeah, there's going to be so many people that want to give you advice and or change something. And then what if they pick something that is outside the budget? Then you're like, well, I can't buy that. Let's... Yes, that might look prettier, but it's, I can't afford it. So leave me alone. Oh, goodness. Wearing white on your wedding day. You should always wear white. (laughs) You have to wear white. Yeah. No off-white, no pinks, no mauves, no black. No. No. Oh, that's, that's funny. No, I, uh, (laughs) I'm hoping our parents are giving you guys space. I know that they're just curious because everybody else in the family is asking my parents. They're not going to ask Jackson because they all know that if they try to ask Jackson, he'll just ghost them. He doesn't want to tell anybody anything. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. He basically trusts you and then my parents a little bit and me a little bit. And then like beyond that, I don't really think he talks to people besides his, his wedding party uh, outside of that. So it's just, it's not his thing. What's been um, so fun about being on the flip side and actually being a bride planning my own wedding, which is so different, right? From, you know, doing that as a job. Um, I find that because I do this for a living, I really haven't had a lot of people reaching out or parents wanting to give input or help, which has been funny because part of me is like, actually, please help me. <laughs> I would really like can. to help. <laughs> yeah. But no. I, right. How, um, do you have any advice about that for if you're um if you're a first time marriage versus like second or third like clearly people are treating you differently because you do this job but you have also seen couples from a wide variety of age ranges, gender identities, etc. but do you have also a variety of experience with first, second, third ish marriages? Have you w- witnessed any of that and then do you have different advice for what you would give to the first timers versus multi-timers? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, honestly, no, the advice would be the same. Uh, don't go over your budget and don't let other people's input uh, interrupt your plans for your day. Um, I will say I don't see as many second or third weddings, um, at least at the venue I currently work for. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, just because typically those second or third weddings, um, most of the time those couples aren't spending as much money as they did a first wedding. Maybe it's a little bit more laid back. Um, And the venue I work for, it is a pretty pricey venue. Um, So I would say that kind of kind of weeds out the second or third marriages. Now I have seen it, right? It's not that I haven't seen that at all. 
but yeah, advice is still the same. Don't, okay. you know, yeah. 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 Love is love. So whether, it was, exactly. whether you learned it the first time or not, you know, like, here's your second exactly. jam. My yeah. favorite, that just made me think of though, my favorite thing that clients will tell me, um, then this is clients that are getting married both for the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. but I've heard it a couple of times. It cracks me up. They're like, um, you know, we've never done this before. What do we do? And I'm like, I love that. Yeah. There you go. Hopefully you never have to that's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. We, we don't know. It's like, mm-hmm. what? That's okay. You're not supposed to know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, well, where do you pull your inspiration? Uh, I've asked a few guests before, you know, from, from their jobs, like how did you get inspired or motivated to keep doing what you're doing or um, what, what brings you joy in your particular role now if you've been going through your own journey? Um, so where do you get your inspiration for when you're planning your weddings? Do you bring the ideas to the couple or does the couple bring the ideas to you? What's that process like and where do you pull motivation yeah. and inspiration from? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say every couple's different. I definitely have couples who come to me. This is exactly what we want. We just want you to execute it. And then of course I have couples who come to me, Lee, I have no clue what I'm doing. I have no clue what I want. We want your experience and we want your input. Um, so that of course does, does vary. Um, but one of my, you know, kind of first thing I do with a couple that, you know, we just started working together is I really like to get to know them. And I really want to know, you know, what, what's going to make them happy on wedding day or wedding weekend, whatever it is. Um, so if they're a client or a couple who has no clue what they want, we kind of start there and then, you know, okay, I know that they, you know, they really, family is really important to them. So maybe let's make this feel more like, um, like a family reunion, some sort of gathering than a lot of attention on them. Right. They want the attention on everybody and the love. So let's figure out how we can make that happen. Um, So yeah, of course, getting, you know, getting to know them better and figuring out what makes them tick and what makes them happy, definitely main source of kind of inspiration. Um, But also, I'm just so inspired by all of these wonderful vendors and and vendors I get to call my friends, um, florists, photographers, you know, who are constantly just bringing everything that they have to the table and their designs, their work. I mean, they're artists. These people I work with are truly artists. Um, so that is incredibly inspiring. Um, something that wedding planners, photographers, florists, other vendors will do are, are things called styled shoots. Um, so it's not necessarily a wedding. It's just, you know, finding a couple who wants to get some photos taken and then, you know, creating whatever design they want to. Um, that is something that inspires me so, so much. Um, and actually, uh, a friend I had who had a styled shoot a couple months ago as a big source of inspiration for my own wedding planning. Um, so yeah, just the amazing, incredibly talented people I get to work with is just a huge source of inspiration. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. And you can feed ideas off of each other too. I'm sure while you're planning and then post wedding too, um, kind of decide, Oh, what did that work or not? And like, what can we do next time or whichever. And you and Jackson ended up doing one of the styled shoots, right? Like, uh, yeah. you, you tricked everybody a long time ago, or at least my mother freaked out. Uh, yes. y'all, y'all ended up doing a shoot that looked like a, at least a wedding announcement. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, so that was a lot of fun. Now that day I got to play more as the models um, than I did kind of helping plan that shoot, um, mm -hmm. which was still cool to be on that flip side and kind of feel like a bride that day. But yes, terrified. Lots of family members thinking we had gone and got, you know, went off and got or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> which you, you could have, you know. We could have thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or have you started looking at your own budget and you're like, you know what, we could... Yeah. I know these people love us, but exactly. maybe we just go on our own. Maybe we just go to Thailand and do it there. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I did joke with Jackson the other day. I was like, all right, baby, we haven't really made any major payments yet. We could still like, get out of this thing. <laughs> yeah. No. He said, no, I'm guessing. He was like, I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Look at him being flexible. Oh, gosh. No, I'm I'm very excited for you guys. I, I think it's it's going to turn out super well. Um, do well, you like earlier just being in a room with all these people from different yeah. points of our life? Like that mm -hmm. is what I'm most excited for. I'm not as excited for oh my gosh, are the tables going to look as perfectly as I planned? I don't really care. I want to have fun with people I love, and that's really exciting. Yeah, and and that that should be how every every bride or groom should feel, right? Should yeah, when they're, when they're with their their loving partner, and it's the day that they get to celebrate that love. Like that's, exactly. I think that's how it should absolutely feel. And how lucky all of these clients can be to have you to help them facilitate that to happen. So, I love that. Oh, what would be um. What would be some advice now that you've gone through the process yourself? What would be some advice for someone who might be thinking about getting married or asking their partner to marry them and deciding whether or not they are the one? Like, do yeah. you have any particular green flags or red flags you have looked for in the past um, for you in particular? And then or or you, I guess you could talk about any green or red flags you've seen in your own couples that you've witnessed get married and like maybe things people could avoid or pe things that they yeah. should think about before they actually start trying to plan a giant wedding. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's funny. It's, I've, I've had so many people ask me like, have you ever had a couple like not actually get married or something happened on wedding day? Or, you know, have you ever seen a couple where you're like, oh my God, they shouldn't have gotten married. Honestly, there's only been like very few couples where I'm like, hmm, maybe we should have rethought this. Most of my right. couples, at least getting to that point, um, you know, they're meant to be together, right? Now, and of course, that looks different for everyone. Um, now, I'll say green flags in my personal relationship and what I would probably recommend for others is finding someone you just have so much fun with. Um, like Jackson and I personally, like, that's my best friend. You know, that's someone I, I love so much, you know, in a relationship and as a partner, but also just respect as a person. And I just have so much, we just have so much fun every day. You know, even the mundane tasks of getting groceries or doing laundry, like we find a way to just giggle through it. And I think that's so important. Um, yeah. You know, don't get me wrong. We've definitely had arguments. We've had fights. We've had little snippets. Um, but we always communication too, right? So we always find a way to communicate through how we're feeling and give each other, you know, space or time to figure out why they're feeling that way. Um, so you can, you know, talk about it. Um, but yeah, having fun together, huge. Um, and communication is huge. Um, so those are very important things uh, for a successful relationship. Um, now, some people will say having things in common or 
or even the opposite of that opposites attract right i've heard that before um mm-hmm. that i'm here here or there i think having things in common is important but i think it's also cool um not sharing a lot of interests and having your partner talk about something that you don't really do and just hearing the excitement that they have for it um so yeah just make sure you get along right yeah. <laughs> right important. yeah do you actually like this person like exactly. yes you you might love them as a human being but like do you actually like them and you want to yeah. spend out of all the time you get to spend with anybody in the world is it this person right is yeah. it always is is the answer always coming back to this particular person yeah no definitely red flag for like if you can't um you can i don't think you can ever avoid fighting Mm-hmm. But you yes. can learn to fight constructively or yeah. fight well. Exactly. And I think yeah. you that's great that you and Jackson don't have a, a red flag on that. Like you can you can fight, you can disagree, but you fight constructively and find a way to come back to exactly back together. And yeah. don't get me and, wrong, I definitely be starting some stupid fights every now and then. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's it's exactly as he proposed, right? right? Like right. We uh, always come back to oh, that was really silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's what's yeah. going on. <laughs> right. No, that's good. I'm glad you guys are able to do that. Um so just the last few questions um that I've been asking all of my my guests here for the show. But mm-hmm. if you do you have any advice or would you have any advice for people who might be feeling lost in their current life situation or they need to make a change, but they don't really know where to start? Because yeah. you, you've had several moments of having to do that, you know, leaving your athlete life and becoming a, you know, professional, you know, on your own, starting your own, then pivoting to start your own business. Now considering pivoting to leaving completely and being fully an entrepreneur on your own that's also scary so I don't know if um you've ever had moments where you would be like well I don't I didn't know what to do but this is the decision I made and this is how it turned out so I was curious if you have any particular advice for people who might be feeling the same way oh yeah absolutely um yeah, I have definitely had many times in my life where I have felt super, super lost. Um, and I think that's a really natural and a really normal feeling. Um, I would say, you know, biggest thing that helped me um, was, let's say I am at this weird pivotal moment, you know, maybe I do need to make a decision. Um, whatever I'm feeling uncomfortable about typically has been the right way to go. Um, which maybe that sounds a little weird to hear, right? Oh no, you don't feel comfortable. You shouldn't have made that decision. Um, you got to get out of your comfort zone. Change is really important. And that's something as a person who hates change to say that says a lot. Um, but change is so important for growth and getting to know yourself. Um, I'll say, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect by no means. I don't have anything figured out. I have nothing figured out really. Um, <laughs> but who um, does? Yeah, exactly. Who does? But I will say, you know, those really lost or, you know, sad or dark times in my life have been the most beneficial for growth as as a person or as myself um, personally. Um, so, you know, I'm the kind of person I really like to lean into my sad or my dark or my lost times and really like get into those emotions and really feel that and really go through that. And um I don't know. I, sometimes I think that's important. Sometimes I think, you know, it's vital for growth to feel a little bit uncomfortable and go through some really hard things. Um, so yeah, just bear through it. 
do, you know, make that change, make that step, um, do something that makes you feel uncomfortable. Um, I think that's really important. No, that's wonderful. I, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, what would you consider to be your greatest achievement? Ooh, greatest achievement. That is a good question. Hmm. That is tough. Greatest achievement. Yeah, I know. Because most people are like, well, I'm not done achieving yeah, things. So like, what, what, what have I done so far? That's my greatest thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay I mean, if you don't have an answer. I'm just uh, genuinely curious because sometimes yeah, people like awards and like, what have I won? And then I keep coming yeah. back to genuinely this relationship I have with your brother, with Jackson. Um, maybe that's really cheesy and we've been on the subject of love, but I'm really, really happy with our relationship and I'm really happy that I've found my person and this is someone I get to spend, I mean, get emotional the rest of my life with. Mm -hmm. And that is really amazing because um, there's definitely been some times in my life where I thought that wouldn't happen or I didn't think I'd be so lucky to end up with a person yeah. um, like Jackson. So, no, yeah. I, I think that's an absolutely valid answer. You know, I, the greatest achievement that you've found your missing piece or your your counterpart in, yeah. in the world and that's that can be rare for for a mm -hmm. lot of people or some people try and the first time around doesn't really seem to work and so it's it's hard to not get discouraged when those types of things are happening but i think that's wonderful and i'm so glad to know that he's so supportive of your goals too and what you want to accomplish and i think that's great yeah yeah um we did talk a little bit about starting your own business. Do you have do you have current goals or your next goal? Anything that you're focusing on this year that you want to work on? Yeah. Yeah. So with my own business, getting that really up and running, um, goals I have for this year is actually putting the website up. Um, website's a big thing. And then um, trying to kind of figure out... Um, a rebrand. Um, right now I've been calling myself Lee Hero Weddings, um, but I think I want to change the name. So I've been kind of dabbling with different names and things that I like. Um, so yeah, really branding that business and, and getting a website up. And yeah, that's that's the next big goal for this year. Nice. No, I, th I think that's good. I also keep repeating the same goals on these episodes too. And I, ne I need to get my button gear and actually <laughs> get on YouTube and put but my huge inspiration for me, Amanda. And I know I've said Aww. this, you've talked about wanting to start a podcast for so long and then you yeah. just did it one day. And that is yeah. really inspiring um, because I think a lot of us, myself included, we just got to do it and we're not doing it and we're procrastinating for why I don't know, but you were yeah. a huge inspiration to me in that aspect. No, you're so very sweet. I I do appreciate that. I uh, I've had various ideas for years about different ones that I've wanted to create, different topics, themes, and if I had been, if I had had, I guess, the wherewithal of the heyday of podcasting, like mm -hmm. a lot of the people that I follow and that I admire, started in like 2017, 2018 ish era. Um, and that is really where they all picked up, especially because once COVID hit and people were all at home and there's not that much to do, people were online all the time and they're listening to different shows and people are getting picked up by different production companies. And that's, um, I talk about Heather McMahon all the time, but like her show got picked up, I think 
in 2019, but the first episodes were released in 2020. And so she really took off with that as well because all of her socials got picked up. So it was, I have watched the people that I admire and the reason that I admire them and still get a little intimidated by them too is because they started years ago. And the reason that they're so much further along than me, like I have to remember and remind myself, you can't keep comparing yourself to any of these people that you like because they started before you. And mm -hmm. and that's that's why, right? That They have 600 episodes, 700 episodes because they're doing two or three a week and this is their only thing, right? Or this, not their only thing, but like this is their, this is it. Yeah. They're not Versus also working a full-time job, right? Right. There, there, are other, there are other things. So I've really been excited trying, hoping um, that I can interview more people like those show hosts, um, mostly so I can pick their brains. I, I selfishly want to like, be, you know, become their friends and be like, hi, I know you can't tell me everything because I'm sure it gets annoying when people ask you all the time, how did you start your show? How did, how did you do this? How did you do that? But like, truly, how did you decide turn your life around and just like bet on something that did not make sense back then. Like people were still, even in the mid, mid two thousands when this really did get started, like I guess 2016 ish, 2015 ish. Cause there's, there's a show that I listen to that's been on for nearly 10 years now. So like, it's one of those where nobody knew that these would be cool. Nobody knew that these would work. And yet now this is, feels like the modern day version of, um, radio coming back to life but it's the tvr version where like now you can skip the commercials now you can record the ones you want to listen to later or now you can do that because i remember when we changed from cable to that and people are like oh great i never have to listen to this ever again exactly. yeah but when you're on the radio and you're in the car back then like you couldn't switch through commercials you had to just change radio stations and hope that somebody would yeah. keep playing music but now podcasting you can pick and choose anything that you want and like skip through stuff that you don't like so it's just it's very interesting to see how people have changed and the technology that they're using and how they choose to consume information well i know just, yeah. me, like a lot of other people i mean i listen to a podcast anytime like everything i'm doing in a day i have a podcast on right i'm mm -hmm. doing dishes i'm taking a shower i'm walking Same. the dogs Same. in the car a podcast is always playing um yeah yeah, no, I've I've enjoyed it because I've I've learned a lot from listening to the people that I admire that host yeah. different shows, but I also have learned a lot by trying to do research for topics for my own show and I get I end up finding other things. Like mm -hmm. it's it is quite a sea of people, which is what makes this intimidating to even start and probably took me so long to even be brave enough to do, but like I, one, I was so busy with my old life and my old career, that previous career, that I I, I kept telling myself, you don't have time yes. or you can't do it without a co-host. Like you're not going to, yeah. it won't be good enough by yourself. Or I kept trying to talk myself out of doing anything creative because it's like, well, you're going to get judged for it or you're not allowed to do it anyway because of your old job. So you can't have a public facing profile of any mm -hmm. kind, really. Um which is true to a certain extent, uh, but yeah. now that I'm no longer in that life, I have a lot more leeway. So yeah, I just, I hope my dad's not disappointed that Jackson and I did not end up being creatives the way he was, but I do feel like I have a decent amount of a creative 
backbone from him that I can I can build off of that. Um, so it's it has been fun. I'm learning a lot about myself and about my skills and like what I'm good at, what I'm not good at, and like and that's okay, right? Like mm-hmm. trying something new and not being good at it yet is absolutely how that's supposed to go. So that's that's okay. Um, and kind of like what you said, leaning into the growing pains are actually the most significant places where you should mm-hmm. you should really reconsider looking at that and facing it head on because those are the moments where you are actually pushing yourself forward doesn't feel like it yeah. you know um and it's it's slow but i don't think i want to or should wish this process to speed up like i don't want to you know, wish my time to be like, oh, well, I'm only in the first six months. I want to fast forward to five years from now and see where I would, where I could be. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like don't do not rush the process of your own growth because you're going to miss out on all those lessons that you're supposed to learn along the way. And if you just fast forward through that, you're missing the hard parts and you're missing the really good parts. Mm -hmm. So like it, I need to learn to still be patient enough to let my growing process happen on its own timeline, on its own, you know, whatever. But I'm hoping that that particular message is coming across in each episode. I don't explicitly say that every single show, but that is the point that I'm trying to make by being myself and continuing to show up every week. So that's. What a long-winded answer for accepting your <laughs> I'm I'm so good at this. Like, look at me talk. I love talking now. I love God. So I fun. love talk. I love this hearing the sound of my own voice. Yeah. Oh Lord. <laughs> gosh. Oh my gosh, y'all. Okay. Um, last question, Lee. Yeah. If you could give yourself advice ten years ago, what would it be? <laughs> funny because it's going to play off of, of what you're just talking about. Uh, no one, no one cares what you're doing, right? No one's worried about you. Stop worrying about what other people think. Um, something I feel like that comes, I just realized that the older I get is we are all so worried about our own selves. Mm-hmm. I can't believe the years I have spent wasting or wasted because I was so worried about what other people thought of me. Um, and I don't know, I feel like I've just woke up one day and I'm in this era of, I don't care. Um, I'm going to do what makes me happy and I want to try to make people happy, but, um, no one cares what I'm doing. No one's worried about anybody else but themselves. Um, so do what makes you happy and stop worrying so much about what other people think. Oh, I love that. That's that, that needs to be a clip too. And (laughs) something I I play over and over again for myself, like don't. Just don't. No, just, I, you don't have time to worry about. If I was, if you spend too much time worrying about what everybody else thinks, you'll never get past anything in your life. You can't never. accomplish anything because you're. That's so never. many other people's bull you have to care about, or so many other people's opinions, and you can't make everybody else happy. So focus on making yourself happy. Yep. Be selfish. But, okay. <laughs> that's right. That's that was episode number three. Yep. Being selfish isn't bad. Yeah, that's right. Oh mm-hmm. man.
look look at us helping people yeah, coming full circle <laughs> i appreciate you thank you okay that's that's continued brand recognition right there so exactly that's, that's excellent for me um I'm so we'll sorry leave. been buzzing this whole time it's okay i <laughs> if i knew how to edit it out i would but if anybody can hear that in the recording it kind of it, it is what it is so yeah. I, we're just doing the best we can here and it's all right um that and that, that's really all you can do for now but yeah no i i love you so much thank you so much for coming on the show i hope you enjoyed it i i definitely enjoyed it and i definitely i learned a lot about the wedding planning process and things to consider if that's ever my turn and Luckily, I have somebody in my back pocket that I can call now for, for help. Wedding planner who would definitely yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. No, so, <laughs> so Lee, let everybody know how they can find you. I will put all of your contact information in the show notes. But if there's anything in particular you want people to know, anything you're promoting right now, um, let them know how they can find you and contact you. Yes. So please, please go follow my wedding Instagram. It is Lee Harrow Weddings. Um, that might change names here, hopefully this year, but for right now it's Lee Harrow Weddings. So please go follow and give me a like. Um, I'll be honest, I'm terrible at posting there, but you know, that's another thing I'm going to get better at this year. Um, so yeah, please give me some support there. Um, because Instagram is where it's all at these days. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. No, thank you, Lee. I love it. All right, everybody, you know, you know the drill. Like, subscribe, leave us a review, share the episodes with your friends. Let us know what you think of the show. You can always find me at askwhatnowpodcast at gmail.com. My Instagram is podcast for the lost and AK powers double underscore. Uh, we're also now on TikTok uh, for podcast for the lost. So follow along on both of those platforms. I swear I will eventually get on YouTube. My bad, y'all. Um, any discount codes that you need will all be in the show notes. And as you know, wanderers are always welcome. Welcome.